Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to M-Class Podcast. Oh, it's my favorite show about Star Trek and the world of Star Trek. It's my favorite show that Josh and I do together. M-Class Podcasts. We've done a few other ones. It's true. We have done quite a lot together because we're friends. Uh. (laughs) Josh is like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta edit that out. (laughs) Let me edit that. Um, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Josh. And on this show, we sat down with a piece of Star Trek media. We pick that bitch apart, say dirty words a lot, and talk about our feelings. Talk about wieners and butts and serious things like plots. Serious things like butts. Wieners going into butts. Whoa. I'm getting X-rated in this baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no one's going to know what that means. No one's going to get that, unless you're a patron. You'll find out the meaning of that joke if you <laughs> donate money at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. <laughs> uh, so this week, we're going to be talking about the Enterprise episode, Carbon Creek. Oh, I love this episode. Uh, which is the finale of the Rich Masters Past Lives collection. Oh my god, it's been a it's been a long time. <laughs> we need to pick what our next collection is gonna be. Actually. Oh, I hate when that. I don't like this because it's like stressful to me. Yeah, and, like, I understand. Um, that's why they the patrons should just do it for it's us. True. Uh, by this the time, one's great. By the time you listen to this, uh, we will have a post up on Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast asking all of our beautiful. Uh, beautiful, also beautiful patrons. Uh-huh. I couldn't think of a second word for them because they're so fucking pretty. They're just too pretty. We're going to be fritty. asking... <laughs> Three pretty. Edit that out, would you? Pretty? <laughs> um, I'm leaving it in. They're so gritty. <laughs> like they're, gritty? They're as pretty as gritty. Oh, I love gritty. <laughs> We're going to be asking our patrons to uh, vote on what our next collection is going to be. That post will be up. On patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, head on over there for as low as $1 a month. You can be a patron and get all kinds of extra content like Jeff Josh shoots shit. I didn't know we got the micro machine man here. <laughs> I oh, wish I could go that fast. <laughs> that dude can talk so fast. I wonder what he's been up to. <laughs> he might be dead. Do they make micro machines anymore? I fucking wish I would buy them. I don't think they do. Um, so they- this is Enterprise uh, Season 2, Episode 2. Which it's actually that in, on Netflix. And also, it came out in 2002. Yeah, September 25th. Damn. Are you looking I at re- the wiki for this, or do you just know? <laughs> I looked at the wiki, and I remembered the date, because I'm good at remembering dates. Josh has uh, got a superpower I don't have, because I can't remember Numbers. shit for dates. I remember our first date. <laughs> oh, yeah? Do you remember when I stuck it in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this episode was written by Dan O'Shannon, uh, who is a sitcom writer and producer, and there's a lot of like sitcom-y stuff in this episode. There is a lot of that. Not and that that's bad. No, it works well with the story, which is interesting, um, but you don't expect it. I mean, obviously, there, it's a nod to like certain 50s television oh for sure like there's so much 50s nostalgia in this episode that you would think tarantino wrote it yeah except there's no like 
I don't know, modern, like, like RZA didn't write the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that would be like Tarantino-y. Uh, Dan O'Shannon was the showrunner on Frasier, unfortunately, because I hate that oh. show. Oh my god, you just got so many people <laughs> mad at you. I don't actually do you, hate that show. Do you know how many people love fucking people Frasier? People go fucking crazy for Frasier, I know. Dude, I'm, my ex-girlfriend loved Frasier. Like, she fucking would never stop watching it. I don't like Frasier. I don't hate it. Uh, I never gave it much of a chance, but I don't yeah. like it much. I'm sorry. I could fucking give us your down it. votes. Whatever. I could, yeah, I can take it or leave it. We're, we're good. But Dan O'Shannon was... I mean... He. This is a good episode. I don't know, like what, like I, I don't know if this is comparable to Frasier. It's not no, really. No, I but. mean, I, I wouldn't think so. Uh, Dan O'Shannon is actually listed as the co-writer, oh. and Rick Berman and Brandon Braga are the other co-writers, which oh. is is one of those like you pick up a book by William Shatner and a smaller <laughs> name is underneath it. It's probably by the smaller name. Yeah, they actually wrote it. Yeah, but the teleplay was by Chris Black. Do we know who that is? <laughs> Uh, I don't. Chris Black is my best fucking friend. How <laughs> dare you ask me what he's about? He's from Toledo, Ohio. He's so just that sucks. He's just a writer. He was a staff writer on Enterprise. Uh, so he just like wrote the teleplay out. Like, yeah. He was like, and then okay, I got you. Um, interesting to note, Dan O'Shannon also was the showrunner on Cheers, but wrote episodes of New Heart, Suddenly Susan. Modern Family. Oh, there you go. And the 2015 revival of The Odd Couple, which is something I didn't know existed. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Who was in that? Do we, uh, do we know? Dan O'Shannon. <laughs> Dan O'Shannon also uh, uh, won the award for most Irish sounding name of all time. <laughs> what about Patrick O'Shaughnessy? <laughs> That's pretty. Uh, he beat him out uh, that one year. They felt bad for Dan O'Shannon. That was like his like uh, training day, right? Like they wanted to give him a like a backup. Like he should have won it before, but um, uh, this was directed by James Contner, <laughs> who directed episodes of Twenty One Jump Street, Miami Vice, Sequest, DSV, Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman, The X Files, Hercules, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charmed, Angel, oh, wow. Smallville, The Dead Zone, and Firefly. He's done a shitload of shows. A lot of science fiction. A lot of science fiction. Do you remember Sequest? Remember that show? Do you remember the show that just advertised as, hey, we got a dolphin? <laughs> it was It was like, <laughs> hey, we're kind of like Star Trek, but underwater? <laughs> we're, in, we're on the water planet, I guess? And also, uh, Brand, what's his name? Uh, the kid who killed himself from Sidekicks? He's in the show. Oh, shit, you're right. I didn't even think about that. I don't remember that kid's fucking name. Brandon, Brandon, fuck, we're doing that thing. Brandon Braga. Brand <laughs> I mean, I think it's safe to say that I wish he killed himself. Oh, shit. I don't we got some real that. Star Trek fan in here today. Yeah, that's, that's how you win points with the real Trek fans, right? Um, don't you guys say Brandon Braga? <laughs> fuck him. Uh, I'll James fucking kill him. <laughs> uh, James Conner also worked as cinematographer. <laughs> Delicious cinematographer That's a good for job. television and film during the 80s. Uh, mm -hmm. The only movie on this list I've seen is Jaws 3D. Oh, that's a classic. A when classic. Jaws comes through the glass, it's like he's in my TV room. It's like he's really chomping at my dick. <laughs> my two dicks. <laughs> yeah. Did he write for the sitcom My Two Dicks? My Two Dicks. 
She has two dicks for fathers? You know what's funny about that show is, like, there's the thing called, like, DNA, and, like, she could have just tested them <laughs> to see which one They didn't was have that back then, Josh. They didn't have they DNA. They did, though. They did have... They, they, they were starting that shit in the 80s. They didn't have DNA back then, Josh. <laughs> Nobody had any. <laughs> um... He also did other Enterprise episodes. He directed other episodes like Minefield, which we've done on this show before. Which is right after this uh, episode. Yeah. Which is another great episode. So that's all the background you need about this particular episode. Hopefully you learn something. And hopefully you're not just like, get to the fucking episode! (laughs) We're trying to fill the front half with factoids. I like to educate the masses. Yeah, there's nothing really... I mean, uh, this... What is this? 20... This is 2002. People were still upset about 9-11. People were still pretty fucking upset about 9-11 for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, but I remember this point in time, like, television was, like... Nobody cared. Like, I, I still... I remember, like, they... Like entertainment was like suffering because like people oh, yeah. were just like everybody depressed. was watching the news all the time. Yeah, it was like twenty four seven news channels were booming at that point. Yeah, which might be. Oh, you want to hear a conspiracy theory? I believe in. I don't think this is a conspiracy theory because I think I know what you're. Gonna it's say. not a conspiracy theory at all, really. <laughs> news channels got so high on all that revenue they were taking yeah. in from ads and stuff during the twenty four hour news cycle that they started manufacturing things for people to be terrified of. Oh yeah, so that they could continue that boom and they're like desperate for it still to this day yeah it's it's a problem that's why i don't watch like any of that i don't even watch like the ones i agree with no i don't either it, like i get just, my news from like websites like yeah I like the websites the that are like this is what happened don't you get your news from freedom republican.ru <laughs> hillary <laughs> killed a dog and she ate it Hillary Clinton officially changed his name to Killery Shitton. <laughs> it sounds like a Mad Magazine version <laughs> of a Hillary Clinton. Conspiracy. I'm sure they did that. They probably did. Um, so this episode is all about a for- informal celebration of T'Pol's uh, one-year anniversary aboard the Enterprise. Yeah, she and made it's it longer. longer. Like yeah. the last Vulcan was there for ten days. They, they say it's two weeks. Like they're like it's two weeks, and she's like actually it's ten days, which is like so Vulcan. Fucking yeah. Vulcans. Vul- fucking humans stink, so Vulcans don't want to be on a ship with. Them. Yeah, they don't like the way they smell. They smell like poo doo. Probably though. I mean, we're all pretty gross. I know I smell bad a lot, so. I smell like fucking Springfield every day. <laughs> Springfield from The Simpsons? No, like you run through a field of fucking daisies. That's what I, I smell get, like every Jeff, day. I'm not trying to get ticks all over my dick, dude. Well, if you're going to hang out with me, you're going to get ticks on your dick. I don't know what you're <laughs> fucking crying about. <laughs> Good thing I got a backup dick. Yeah, just hide your second dick and you'll be fine. <laughs> What's wrong with your one dick? Ah, it's like littered with ticks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to keep that one under wraps for now. I don't want ticks getting out. Give it a few. (laughs) I started naming a couple of them, so I'm hoping they stick around. (laughs) This one's name is Bitey. (laughs) This one's Chewy. He's living large. This is a big fat tick on oh, your Oh, fuck. Jesus. Oh, jeez. Fuck. Why, who, would, who says that? Who would fucking even lead up to that type of conversation? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, T'Pol's like, I don't want to get fucking lit at this thing or anything. And 
Archer's like, no, no, just keep drinking, just keep drinking. Oh, right, because like he's like to celebrate, like we drink alcohol, and Vulcans do not drink alcohol typically. No, she's like, for just this occasion, it's okay. Yeah. Um, Archer's like, hey, I've been filling out your crew evaluation. I hope you know it's nothing personal. And she's like, yeah, I'm filling out your crew evaluation too. Fucking Vulcans power play. They're assholes. At Fucking point. let me move my goddamn bishop to Queen Four. Checkmate. <laughs> Whoa, that's a chess reference. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, no chess players are listening to this because I just made that up. Uh, technically, that would not be a checkmate and the exactly. uh, Constantine maneuver. <laughs> so that won't be a checkmate. And also. If you you can't move the bishop onto that space because it's only reserved for my PP. How how would you move the bishop? It only moves diagonally. Sorry, chess players, fucking nerds. Anyway, let's talk about Star Trek. Yeah, let's talk about some not nerdy shit. <laughs> it's only for cool people. Yeah. But he's Fuck like, yeah. He's like, not to pry into your personal business, but I'm gonna 100% pry into your personal business. Yeah, this is like a little like, uh, pryy. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's he's, like, he's yeah. overstepping some boundaries here. I would I would think, but he also like, he also at this point is just like, kind of a dingus. Like he's not yeah. really cool yet. He's yeah. also like, we're in like a tin can in space. How are you going to get away from my question, motherfucker? Yeah. Answer he's kinda, it. He's kind of suspicious of her still. A, a little, not so much anymore, but there there, there are moments in this season when he's like, you're still kind of being a Vulcan bitch to me. <laughs> Why don't you act more like a human, which is the only people I like. Assimilate, motherfucker. But like he's like, yeah, it looks like you went to Carbon Creek, Pennsylvania. That's not yeah. really a, a tourist destination. Yeah. And she's like, well, I went there for my own reasons. Yeah, leave leave me alone. And uh, dad, space dad, space dad. But like, also, um, Tucker is there. No one cares, but he's there. He's like. Uh the worst sometimes. Tucker is like straight up fucking Vulcan racist. Like Archer's at oh, least yeah. like putting the lid on it a little bit in this yeah. episode. But he's like, what would a fucking pointy-eared green-blooded hobgoblin want to go to Carbon Creek, Pennsylvania for? Well, he's so Vulcan racist that later he like gets it in, which me just means he <laughs> loves them. <laughs> fucking Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Trip gets his Stanky on his hang down from the green stanky area. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that was gross. I didn't like that at all. I didn't either uh, when I said it. I was like, ooh. But like, she she's like, um, you know, it's my personal business. Yeah. And he's and old trip is like, well, tell me a story. Like, don't leave me hang and tell me a human story. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, I went to visit the site of first contact. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid Vulcan. <laughs> Everybody knows First Contact was in Bozeman, Montana on April 5th. 2063. Exactly. And, like, it, they're fucking so shitty about Even They specifically say every small school child, child yeah. knows. Yeah. And she's like, uh, no, stupid. It was actually <laughs> in Carbon Creek, Pennsylvania, and I'll tell yeah. you about it. So, um, Carbon Creek is not a real town. You went looking for it? It's not real. It's. 
they do reference Doylestown, which is the town oh, yeah. that I live right next to. That's they talk like, about going to see a baseball game in Doylestown. Yeah. And they spell it right on the captions. I, I watched it with the captions on because I was doing other things. And, uh, uh, yeah, so I'm like 10 miles away from there. I guess it's supposed to be like a town like I live in in the, in the 50s, which my town probably would have looked similar to this, but this is a little... Uh, podunkier. It's, it's a little it's, more. It's pretty podunk. Yeah, it looks little... like a town I where I would live. Yeah, in it's the 50s. like right. It's more West Virginia and and Central PA. Not so much like Bucks County PA or like Montgomery County PA. This is very much like every type of media that's ever come out of West Virginia about yeah. West Virginia. It's like yeah. the mines. Yeah, the live your life in the mines. Yeah, the coal miners. Yeah, there are. It's always like life in the mines was horrible. People died by the billions. <laughs> One trillion human, humans died. Human, in the mines. human life was thrown against the greater machine <laughs> of the mines at such a hefty rate that no one survived. No one made any money. People died of starvation, and fat cat politicians lined their pockets. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> clean coal! <laughs> Estimates are one billion humans died. And you're like, oh, okay. And it always ends with, but it's not like that today where West Virginians make great wages. Anyway, yeah. throw your fucking life away in the coal it's mine. Di- it's different now. Yeah, people don't get black long anymore. Okay. All right, sure. <laughs> it's actually, like, people always talk about, like, oh, back in the day, like, mining companies used to make people live in, like, towns, little yeah. ghettos that they owned, and you had to use company scrip in order to buy stuff at the store. Yeah, they were slaves. Yeah, it's, you make money now, you make real money, but oh, you still, still live in towns that yeah. are owned by the mining companies, which are all, like, uh, not to be pointing any fingers, but they're all from Pennsylvania. <laughs> hey! Well, we're really good at, like, marginalizing people here. We have yeah. a long history of murdering Irish people who worked on the railroads. Ooh. <laughs> so, that happened in my state. So, that's, that's cool. That's great. <laughs> uh, it's like, everybody is so, like, pro-coal, and it's like, it's basically pro-butt-fuck-our-state into oblivion, please. Oh, well, that's what they're doing, and they're gonna be so fucked. I mean, they're already fucked. They're, they're oh, yeah, so fucked. There's nothing here anymore. Like, our yeah. economy is absolutely blasted. It's ruined. Why don't you, like, I don't know, sell some mountains or something? <laughs> we have so many. Not anymore after you raised them all from it's fucking true. finding a minute coal dust inside of them. It's like our state looks beautiful from all the highways and stuff, but yeah. if you get in a plane, it looks like a fucking desert it's in like, some areas. It's like like pockmarked with like yeah. scars, yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll be back right after these messages <laughs> with less complaining about the horrible state of life in 2019 and more Star Trek. Thanks you to our sponsor, Clean Coal. <laughs> <laughs> and please don't put that commercial in this. <laughs> We'll be right back. <laughs> Did beings from another world visit Earth? We'll need to disguise ourselves. What is it? I believe you have that garment on backwards. The Star Trek story that rewrites history as you know it. I Love Lucy is on tonight. An all-new episode of Enterprise, next Wednesday at 8, 7 central on UPN. Welcome back from that message, which better not have fucking been a clean coal message, Josh. I swear to God! <laughs> I ain't gonna tell. <laughs> He's such a rascal. 
He's such Ain't a, I a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Paul starts telling the story of the first human Vulcan contact. Well, she's like my foremother's foremother yeah, was. So like her great grandmother. There's a lot of dumb fan exposition in this beginning part. Like uh, the part about it's Ephraim Cochran is for dummies who don't know. Yeah, there's the a statue show. there. Right, right. It's for like the uninitiated. There's and a the, statue there. And the Vulcan lifespan is for dummies too. Because yep. somebody it, would be like. Trip so. Like this makes Trip seem like a fucking moron though, doesn't he? He is a moron. Where he's like, well, how old are you? <laughs> I'm from Florida. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> and then he pulls a six gun out and he shoots it. <laughs> Is he from fucking Florida? What's with the yeah. accent? I guess he's from like a shitty part. Well, that's Florida. Yeah, uh, the I guess whole he's from state like a, of Florida is shitty, sir. He's from like the center of Florida because when the Zindi attack, like his sister dies from it. So spoilers. I mean, they shoot like a laser beam up the coast of Florida, like up the the middle of it. I mean, like up the so they like the dick scene. they vivisect the dick. Yeah, they, like, cut the dick in half. Jesus. That's symbolic. Yeah. Cutting the dick <laughs> off of America. I mean, we kind of need it. Yeah. Right? I mean, couldn't hurt. I, I wouldn't be mad if Florida went away. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I've been there. I know. She's like, a uh, Vulcan ship, it was just um, doing a survey of Earth. It was because of Sputnik. Yeah, it's 1957, and the USSR launches Sputnik, which is a big deal for us and for the Vulcans, apparently, because they're like, what's going on over here 16 light years away? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Humans have a satellite? Yeah. Since when could they do that? We're like backwards idiots to them. They're like, how did these people do this? Yeah. It would be like if you, like, lived next to, like, a place that had wolves in it. And yeah. then you, like, went out on a walk, and there was, like, a fucking house that mm-hmm. the wolves were just living inside of. You'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck? When could they do that? And this one wolf is just <laughs> sipping coffee with his wolf wife. The, the wolf is, like, he, like, has the curtain pushed back on the window, like, staring at you as you walk past. And when you look Jim. at him, he, like, pulls it closed real fast. You made a really good pizza analogy or- earlier. This one might be better than your pizza analogy. <laughs> Look, I'm pretty much the king of analogies. <laughs> I'm pretty much the uh, whatever is analogous to a king to analogies. The queen of analogies. <laughs> the bishop of analogies. Bishop to queen for. Well, actually, that's not good. Whoa. Fucking nerds. Anyway, um... <laughs> They've been like, they apparently just hang out on their ship for like weeks. Yeah, and this ship is like awful. Like, this is like a a shuttlecraft. Like, it's it's like a a shuttlecraft that's made out of the first two episodes of Deep Space Nine, where the satellite is just fucking spewing like mood smoke in all directions, and there's just (laughs) red lighting at at your feet and shit. Yeah, well, the Vulcan ships are, like, weird, right? They got weird shit. It's a great place to rave. <laughs> Sandstorm's playing. <laughs> but uh, their impulse manifold fails, and they have to do an emergency crash landing on Earth. Way to go, dorks. They try to land uh, in the least populated area they can find, which is Carbon Creek, Pennsylvania. Where I live. 
where Josh lives, the least human populated area in the world. <laughs> I mean, there's peep, there's things that look like people here, but I don't classify them as human. So maybe An- the scanners didn't classify these people as human beings. Anunnaki. Oh fuck! I mean, I think the Vulcans are the Anunnakis. That's true. Their captain is Tamir, who is to pull second foremother. She's not the captain. She is the second. Oh in yeah, command. she's the second in command because the captain gets bonked on the head and dies. He goes, "Oh no, my brains came out of my brainstem." Oh, he gets hit on the head and goes, "Mamma mia!" and dies. <laughs> and he, then he dies. That's how he dies. <laughs> and they're That's like, weird. "We will not speak of this again." <laughs> Tapon is there. <laughs> yeah, Tapon was here at this time. So so far we got Tapon, right? Tapon right. from our show. Tapon and Tapon's radio program. Of Tapon's radio pro the Starship Tapon's radio program. <laughs> and um in this episode, the other the one other guy is Mastral, whose name is Menstrual. So we have Tampon and Menstrual. Oh no. It turns out that Vulcans do have a theme that's common amongst their names. <laughs> Period theme. Uh, so when they land, they try to send out like a distress signal, but their subspace transceiver is damaged, so they don't know if it's working or not. Yeah, they're which has gotta marooned. suck. Yeah, they're pretty fucking marooned, and like <laughs> they have to live out in the woods on emergency rations for five. And like they do it for so long that they run out, and they spend five days without food. Which and all I can is think bad. is like, how bad do they fucking stink? They're wearing leather. Yeah, they're wearing like some pretty, actually pretty cool uniforms. That's like, true. I'm, I'm super into that Vulcan like pre-Federation uniforms they got going. It's true. Like most Vulcan outfits from like the Federation days are all like robes and stuff, which they're can all be wizards. Cool. Yeah, because they're elves, right? I like I like that that sort of aesthetic. Um, there there is like Spock's like prayer uniform or like prayer yeah. outfit that he wears in the motion picture. Yeah. Which is super fucking dope. Best thing he ever wore. <laughs> and there's um, science officer uniforms that you uh-huh. see on, like, in TNG when people, like, call over the view screen. They'll be wearing these really fucking bomb-ass military uniforms. Yeah. Uh, but you never get to see all of them. Yeah, they don't make all of them for budgetary reasons. Nah, they're just these sitting are, there in these jeans. Are- these are like <laughs> if Indiana Jones was a Vulcan. That's what these look They're like. They're cool looking. They are. They're very shiny. They're very like, like... I like it. Enterprise has this very like retro futuristic like yeah. undercurrent. There's yeah. a lot of like stuff that's way too futuristic for the time period it's happening in. Yeah, yeah. But they also mix in all this sort of retro futurism stuff. Like the Vulcans are dressed a little bit like... 1950s spacemen. Yeah, they're like Buck Rogers looking. Yeah, which um, is great. Also, the, the, the windows on the Enterprise are circles, right? Which is, like, yeah. old-timey. It's like, very classic. Like, a portholes. Porthole? Yeah, yeah, like, why would you make it a porthole? Like, I guess because it's, like, it's actual glass, right? So it has to, like... <laughs> it's actual glass is the only thing between them and space. Dude, dude, the Enterprise, this Enterprise, is, like, the most rickety-ass It's like a shit. fucking death trap. Like, the guy on the lot was it. like, it'll be fine, take it. They, they say it when uh, when they go into the Expanse and uh, Shran, like, meets them in there for, like, you know, like kind of nefarious reasons, but Shran goes on the ship and he goes, you're very brave for flying into the Expanse in this ship. <laughs> He's like, the ship is not <laughs> meant to do this. And Archer's like, what? It's not? 
Yeah, like, and they're they kind of know, right? Because they're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. And the ship gets like super fucked up. So um, anyway, but they're like completely out of their uh, rations. They spend five days without food, and they actually think about eating a deer. And Vulcans are vegetarians. I love this. I love this so much. It's so world it's like a perfect nugget of world building like it's great yeah like they don't even tell you that they're vegetarians right. they just give you that information through context clues right like the, the, you actually want to eat an animal yeah mistral's like that one of those creatures could sustain us for quite some time and the other guy uh what's his name uh oh, i don't re- i don't remember his name strawn is his strawn. name okay strawn goes you would have us like resort to savagery like like it's yeah. a deer, right? Like we would eat deer. Like who cares, right? Like but they see all life is sacred. Yeah. So they can't. That's cool. They decided this is also the first little like breadcrumb about Mistral that he yeah. he like doesn't quite jive with the other Vulcans. I have like a really uh we'll get to it later. But I, I, we can get to it now a little bit. But I I I love this like certain Vulcans are willing to embrace like more of like the po- I would say like the positive emotional side of humans right like it's true I mean the way I saw it in this episode that made me really love it is that like Mistral sees that humans have the same capacity for all these like horrible negative emotions that Vulcans were afraid of and they locked away but they seem to have the ability to control it like in a way that Vulcans don't like Vulcans have to use the teachings of Surak in order to keep a lid on all their emotions but humans are just capable of doing it themselves somehow I feel like like I said Mistral has like a, a sort of like he, he sees this part of humans that Vulcans couldn't control right and that they have control of it and he's, right. he's like he's almost like envious in a way he wants to know more he wants to understand how that's interesting that's an interesting way to look at it i always look at it as like that there's so there's three of them right, right. so like i always think of it as, as there's i mean later on in this series they, they get to the to the the meat of it where like the longer vulcans hang around humans the more they like understand and their compassion and the more that they like go native right like vulcans tend to empathize with the human empathy like and they sort of become more human but there's like a certain percentage of vulcans that sort of like immediately are like they latch on i think to the more positive aspects of humanity where most vulcans are like oh my god they're this fucking is like gross yeah, these fucking barbarians which like compared to them we are right well, yeah, like especially there's now there's also the thing Mistral says where he says you know we were the exact same before right. we became enlightened like, right how how are who are we to judge there's a line later where the vulcan ambassador uh is talking to the admiral and he's like he's like there is one species that humans remind us of cuz earlier he's like humans are 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 bananas he's like i don't understand you you're you, you're like no other species it, like one minute you're fucking creating beautiful things the next minute you're like destroying yourself he's like you guys are nuts but he's like there is one species that humans do remind us of and it's us and like and then the admiral's like are, are vulcans afraid of humans and he's like yes 
which is crazy, right? Because yeah. like, well, I mean, like <laughs> humans are so rapidly gaining, like. Yeah technological ability in a way that yeah. like the Vulcans took much longer yeah, in they order were, to get to yeah. Yeah. and it's we're because the like... Vulcans kept destroying themselves over and over and then they right. dedicated this massive amount of time to getting that under control right? and they got it completely under control. Humans never spent that time. They, right, they just slowly evolved past It's learning on the fly, right? Humans yeah. are sort of adaptable like that in this universe, and I would say in our universe too. Like, I mean, it look, it look, it's looking more and more like we're gonna head the Star Trek way. <laughs> I mean, we are headed towards World War Three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's cool. <laughs> but like, Mistral is basically like, I'm not fucking sitting around here and dying. Like, yeah. I'm not leaving them a corpse to study. So yeah, they're like, what happens when they find us? They're like. He's like, we need to go into town. There is one way we can survive. And Tamir uh, is like, you're fucking crazy. We are not doing that. What if they find us? And he's like, what if they find us when we're dead? And she's like, it's better, well, better to, to leave them. Yeah. yeah, better to leave them a corpse than a live alien to deal with. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's some fucking bullshit, and I'm going anyway. And he gives her the double finger. Then the double <laughs> green-blooded hobgoblin finger. <laughs> They turn even more green because the blood Ugh. rushes to them. Ew. Uh, so they just steal. They just go and steal clothes from a clothesline, and you get to see shadow nipples. Yeah, you see uh, Jolene Blaylock, who plays uh, Paul, who is playing Tamir in this, which is a cool way to get, like... Uh, it's an instant recognition. This is Paul's yeah. ancestor. Right. It's like Marty McFly, right? When he goes back in yeah. time, it's just Michael J. Fox. But yeah, you do see the nipples, which is cool. That was like 100% <laughs> UPN. We gotta see the nipple shadows! Yeah, they really, they really... I mean, this is like how Riverdale is, so... <laughs> yeah, we gotta, show the ki- we gotta show the boys at home that she's got nipples! <laughs> you know what? People love nipples. You know what people want to see more of? The shadows of nipples. We can't show titties, but we can show shadow titties. I like to call them shitties. Oh, man, I should probably rethink that, but not right now. Show me them shitties. Trademarked. <laughs> so they steal clothes. Uh, the, Tamir does not know how to put on a dress. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's funny. It's fish out of water stuff. People Stupid love Vulcan. the fish out of water stuff. I like when uh, Mistral is like, I believe you have that garment on backwards. It's like, how does he know? <laughs> it looks wrong. It does look weird. Um, but, like, they're trying to limit their interaction to the point where, like, Tamir is like, you're not allowed to talk. Yeah, let me do the talking. Let me right? do all the talk. Let the woman do all the talking in 1957 in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'll handle it. In coal country, Pennsylvania. I like when they they walk down the street, right? And there's coal miners, like, getting off of the bus or whatever. And they're like, are they prisoners? And, like, he's like, no, they're not chained, right? So they're, like, kind of, like, analyzing, like, life. Like, how would it look like to people? And then there's people listening to a baseball game in a car, because radio was the only thing, right? Oh, yeah. Like, pretty much. Everybody's, like, gathered around it, being like, oh. Which is, like, the worst, dude. You ever, like, listen, listening to baseball on the radio reminds me of, like, being, like, in a car, like, overnight. Like, driving somewhere, right? Oh, like, my God. Boring as fuck driving. It's a nightmare. Yeah. 
Um, but they're like, is that is it like some kind of combat? <laughs> Which is like, it's bar- sounds like barbaric combat. And he's like, yeah. I believe it's a game, a, f- a form of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so they go and they find a restaurant. It's also a bar because all bars are restaurants and vice versa at this period. Sure. Yeah. And they're like, do they got food in there? Yeah. <laughs> so they just walk in, and everybody in there is obviously from that town. There's only, yeah. like, 500 people in the town, tops. It's, it's the smallest town ever, So they right? all are like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, and they all look, like, fucking weird as fuck. So they cover their ears up with the hat. Mistral wears, like, a beanie. Like, yeah, you know. Just like Spock did when he went yeah. back to the past. And yep. uh, Tamir hides her ears with her hair. That's, that nothing will go wrong with that. No, and that's it, not. Somehow it doesn't. So yep. I guess it was fine. <laughs> I guess nobody ever just saw her ears. I don't know. But they don't have any money, of course. And oh yeah, they they like they're watching people pay for stuff with with paper money. And I love the uh, Mr. All's like I believe that paper has value. <laughs> it's like it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't it's really made up. <laughs> it doesn't really. But for the purposes of you getting food, it does. <laughs> and then a drunk comes in and he's like, "Hey, somebody play pool with me." <laughs> I like your drunk guy voice. Somebody come and play pool with Papa. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Ew." <laughs> yeah, this guy's weird. And Mistral's like, "We need to." He's like, "I'll play quarter a ball." Yeah, which apparently in 1957 money is like it's a lot of money. That's $50. like five bucks a ball, easy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mistral's like, I'm going to play. And Tamir's like, no, you can't. You don't even know the rules, yeah. And he's like, it's simple geometry. I'll be fine. Yeah, a child, Vulcan child could do <laughs> yeah. it. But I love that the guy's like such a fucking 1957's creep. He's like, yeah. if, if you win, because you don't got no money. <laughs> You're really making him sound way grosser than if you If you win, I'll give you the quarters. <laughs> but if I win, I get you a dame. <laughs> oh my That's God. not really what he says. He says, oh. yes, I have a drink with me. Yeah, have a drink with me, which is still like... Ugh. And then fuck. <laughs> and Mr. All's like, we accept. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that guy would be ready for that. That no, would be his a wiener whole, is definitely washed out. Woo! That would be a whole ne- next level, man. Those dude Vulcans, I gotta imagine, fuck for a long time. It's true. Like it's like logically, there's no passion in it. It's all logic. So you'd have to work for a long time to be able to get there. I would think that they would be if they're on their uh, if they're, if they're oh, on the pond far, dude. Yeah. If they're on Pond Far, it's it's Dude, a fuck fest. Don't man. pay any attention to what she's saying. She's on her Pond Far. <laughs> <laughs> you know how women get when they're on their Pond Far. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Miss Stroll's like, okay. And Tamir's like, what? Yeah. And um, Miss Stroll, like, starts to get hustled, but then he's like, wait. This is geometry. Yeah, he Vulcans the shit out of it. Like, he, he reverse hustles the guy. And he just obliterates him. Yeah. Uh, we, we flash back to T'Pol telling her story, and Tucker's like, You're full of shit. Yeah. I'm from Florida. He's like, I think I would have remembered if somebody landed in Carbon Creek. <laughs> you telling me two Vulcans went into a bar. <laughs> Hustled a game of pool and walked yeah. out with an armload of TV dinners. That <laughs> seemed like, like an episode of The Twilight Zone. Which is a cool, like, that's a cool bit, right? Yeah. Like, 
It's a cool reference that the Twilight Zone is still something that people know about. You know, it's a I very. I hope it is. I hope that lasts forever. Yeah. But but you'll find like, in this you'll find in this in in Enterprise movies and TV like still matter to humans at this oh, point. Yeah, there's in time. no holodeck, right? And there's like sports are still watched on TV and stuff like that. So like, there's no baseball, but like uh, Captain Archer likes water polo, which I don't know. So yeah, so there's no like uh, there TV and movies still play like a role in this in this world for the humans, which is like it's not mentioned ever again in anything. Like even in TOS, they're watching plays and shit, like how it is in TNG. Yeah, yeah, they're you get yeah you get the sense that like entertainment for them, I, I mean I I guess is like about like the performing of a thing, right? Like which uh, I guess so, right? I don't yeah, know. I mean but, that's what TV and movies really are anyway. Like at that yeah. point like why would special effects and stuff matter to them? True. They they do get to see like the reality of space travel, which is like much more interesting, so but not everybody does. No, not everybody. I'm sure people on Earth still watch sports and shit and like yeah, watch movies and stuff. I think like Kirk mentions baseball several times in TOS. Right. Even uh, they don't, they didn't really think about that, right? Where no. like, the, like the continuity is something that came much later. Yeah, that's what that's what you get for having a fucking fifty year running show. <laughs> yeah, it's at a certain point, there's no way to keep up with continuity. Not yeah. that that means you can just fucking ignore it. Discovery. Thank you. Piece of shit, Jeff. They got two dicks down. They can ignore everything. I guess. You got more than one dick? Free ride, baby. Free ride! Wait, what? (laughs) That's not that fun. (laughs) But, like, our heroes, the Vulcans, don't have any money (laughs) to uh, pay for pools. So they get, like, this fucking drunk comes up to them and he's like, you gonna pay a game of pool? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he's like, Mistral's like, yeah, quarter a game, that's perfect. We need money. And he's like, you ain't got no money. <laughs> Dude, this is gross. <laughs> you ain't got no money? Then all right, I'll play you. If you win, you get my quarters. <laughs> if I win, I get your bitch. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and Mistral's like, I accept. <laughs> and Tamir's like, what? No, wait. <laughs> holy shit the drunk starts to like win to begin with but yeah like Mistral sort of like figures the game out like it's simple enough that a Vulcan child could win yeah and he's like way stronger than a human and so like I don't know pool doesn't require like an immense amount of strength he does have like, like a computer brain though yeah like they're more accurate they're more agile so they can like hit the ball like accurately he does some pretty, like, crazy shots for, like, never playing pool, but he's a Vulcan, so... He d- he has, like... They walk out with these two gigantic bags of, like, TV dinners and shit. Yeah. And uh, we flash back to T'Pol telling her story <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and Tucker's, like, yucking it the fuck up. 
Yeah, he doesn't believe it. He's not buying this. So you're telling me two Vulcans go into a bar, hustle a game of pool, (laughs) and walk out with armloads of TV dinners? Seems like an old episode of The Twilight Zone. I love this Tucker impression. (laughs) That's what he sounds like. (laughs) But I love, I love the, I love the fucking uh, Twilight Zone reference. It's great. I want the Twilight Zone to be referenced forever. It's it's cool, like it's cool that like I don't know. They it, I like I like like in in T V references like that, especially for the Twilight Zone. It's it's such a good show. There's right. there's another one, like a little bit later, where yeah. the straw wants to watch I Love Lucy. Yeah. He's like, I love Lucy is on tonight. <laughs> he doesn't want it but it's a lie. He's lying at that point. Yeah, he's lying. He's trying to go see bases ball. Trying to get his bases balls into a lady's bases holes. <laughs> Josh, I think we need to have a talk about how you play baseball. <laughs> you put your balls in the vagina hole. <laughs> That's how you get a lady pregnant. That's how you do the most getting pregnant. <laughs> I've never put my balls in, so no ladies ever got pregnant on my watch. <laughs> nah, man. But like Archer and T- and Trip just fucking like laugh. They fucking yuck it up. But Paul's yeah. like, let me finish my story. Yeah, she's she's like, you wanted to hear a story, fucking and they're like, no, 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 keep telling it. Stupid ass like, humans, tell me, yeah. let me tell you my fucking story. But, like, our heroes, the Vulcans, realize they can't go on gambling all the time. Like, gambling is not going to be the way that they keep making enough money to live. Yeah. So, Tamir gets a job at the bar. She's a barmaid. As a waitress. Because that's all women could do in 1957. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that must have been a shitty... Although the bar is run by a woman named Maggie... Yeah. Who's like a divorcee. Her husband just fucking ran off. I don't even know yeah. if she's divorced no, or not. We didn't even talk about the kids. So there's the son of the, at the the bar owner, right? Yeah. And he's, he's like a, a going to college in, in the next Yeah, semester. he's a smart boy. And they're saving up for him to go to college at, at, with like a tip jar. And like everybody in the town is like pitching in for his room and board and books and shit. Which, uh, it, in my experience personally, is not how Southern people react when you tell them you're going to college. That is well, literally is the opposite way. Well, this is not the South, Jeff. <laughs> They're working in a coal mine, motherfucker. That's the South. <laughs> <laughs> This is Pennsylvania, you guys We're became, the north. You guys became the north later. That's the south at this point. Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, like, people, like, that type of town does not look kindly on somebody going for higher education. Trust me yeah. on this one. There's yeah. still people to this day when I go to visit my mom who are like, oh, fucking college boy, huh? I think you're too good for us now. <laughs> I bet you play chess, nerd. Fucking, they're like, college boy, think you're too good. Yeah. That's why I moved. Yeah. <laughs> I am too good. That's what you say. That's why I fucking left. Yeah. I, maybe these people are, I don't know, it's the bar lady, they're so maybe they people. like... Maybe they're good people. Like, uh, Strawn takes a job as a plumber and barely appears in the rest of the episode. Yeah, he's like a handyman, right? Like, he's a yeah. plumber, he's like a fixer, fixer guy. I mean, I, I, like, he's fixing a TV later, and it's, or a vacuum or whatever, 
And it's like that shit to him must be like again like a Vulcan child could do it. Oh it's yeah, just like he's just like transistors. It. He's just like fixing it with the Vulcan tech they brought. He's just like yeah. it's done. Yeah, Whatever. there's a there's a pipe that's leaking, and he just uses a fucking like laser to solder the pipe. <laughs> Cause fuck it. Uh, Mistral takes a job in the coal mine where the kid works. Maggie's kid, whose name Does is he apparently work in there? Billy. No, he doesn't want to work. No, in there. he doesn't. Billy's the drunk. Yeah, Billy is his friend. The guy who he plays pool with becomes friends with yeah. uh, Mistral. The and kid is going to have to work in there if he doesn't go to college. Yeah, which he's just like fucking bad. sucks. Yeah, it's bad. Um, like Mistral like starts to get real interested in humans and like starts to like watch a lot of TV. Yeah, he loves I Love Lucy. Yeah, they well when does um there's like a, a nuclear bomb test on TV. Does that happen? Soon-ish? I think that's already happened. Yeah. Yeah, and and Tamir walks up and is like, "Doesn't it con?" Or no, is it Mistral? It's Mistral. It's like, "Doesn't it concern you?" And she, and she's like, "Sorry, I just burped." She's like, uh, <laughs> "Leave it in." She's like, uh, "Yeah, it scares the hell out of me." And uh, I I don't know. I don't, like, I think it might be. Tamir. I forget who it is. It's one if, of them. If it was Mistral, like I feel like it was Mistral, and he was saying it because like he's worried about the humans, and Tamir yeah. was responding like, "We need to get the hell out of here." Yeah, she she's like, "This place is gonna erupt." Like, yeah. these these idiots are gonna kill themselves, and Mistral's like, "I don't think that's going to happen." Yeah, he's like, she's like, "This They're both planet's right. gonna destroy itself with yeah. us on it." Yeah, we gotta get the fuck out. And also, like, he starts fucking kissy facing with Maggie the bar owner. Yeah, they go to a, do- a baseball game in Doily's town. And they're like super cute together. What a fucking yeah. cute couple. <laughs> it's interesting that I, like, I don't know, Mistral is just like, I don't, maybe they could have some superhuman disease, you know? Like, <laughs> fuck it. I don't Whatever. know. She Bye. kisses him. And he's yeah. like, that was very pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah. She's like, it's been a while since I kissed a guy, but I hope for more than pleasant. And he's like, I said it was very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best I can do, lady. I'm a so, Vulcan. So Vulcan. I love it. But, like... Tamir sees him, though. Something about fucking human women. Like, Vulcan men are like, fucking human women. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they like the smell of them. Maybe. Maybe. maybe they. Maybe that's the thing. It's pheromones. Could be. Like, something about human women, though. Like, even... Like, Sarek, his wife dies of old age, and he just and he marries another, another human lady. <laughs> He's got fucking a type, dude. He's his, just into it. His type, human. That's Blonde it. Blonde human lady. It's fucking, um... <laughs> Strawn is like... Well, of course, Tamir sees him kissing her, and, like, yeah. she, he was supposed to be going to get parts from the ship. And right, she's, to like, get an pissed. antenna or something. Right. Yeah, she's like, I order you to stop seeing her. Right. And he's like, there's no mission anymore. This right. is our lives now. This is it. We have to, we're here now. This is our life, yeah. We have to do s- something to make a life for ourselves here. Yeah. And I, for one, am going to do it. And uh, Strawn is pissed. Like, he hates humans. <laughs> he's like, it's like his worst nightmare. He's like, fucking, this lady keeps comparing me to someone named Mo. The kid, of the, the three kid, Stooges. Yeah. yeah. She's like, and her sons like, keep calling me Mo. 
He's like, there is a resemblance. (laughs) (laughs) That's like such a self-referential joke. I love, I fucking love it. I love that joke a lot. Because his hair is Mo. (laughs) Maybe that's what happens to Mistral. Like, oh no, Mo's already happened. So fucking timeline doesn't line up. (laughs) I fucking, dude, I love that so much that it's like, we know that all Vulcan's hair looks like this, right? He's <laughs> like, there is a resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> this is when Tamir starts going on a rant about how the Earth is on, like, it's going to fucking explode, brink of self-annihilation. Yep. And yep. Mistral's like, I don't think you're right. I They're think, both right. I think humans have great weakness, but they also have great potential. And she's like, yeah. like, what? And he's yeah. like, like their uh, compassion, their, their empathy, yeah, their compassion. And they're both like, what? Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy. It's I don't know. I I love the Vulcan human dynamic. I think it's super interesting. I don't know. Oh, I do too. It's like, it's like both sides gain something from the interaction. It's more yeah. obvious that the Vulcans are learning to understand. To value compassion more, right? Because I mean, they already do in a way. They just refuse to call it. Yeah, that. but they they they're also like, and, and in this series, you see where that mentality of pure logic f- is flawed. Like because because they're so hell bent on things being logical all the time, they don't realize that they don't remember the reasons why they're like the, the defenders of the weak, which like they kind of are. Like the Vulcans are kind of the good guys, right? Yeah, they, they go out. They don't really feel the feelings behind right. it though. They just do it because it's like logical to do. It's logically the right thing to do, but they don't remember like why it is. And that allows like for like tyrants to take over and to manipulate their their culture which is what which winds up happening to the vulcans and like like you said like there's a symbiotic relationship with with the vulcans and humans where they're both learning to be the humans are learning to be a little more objective a little more they're learning to be a little bit more responsible yeah yes well yes like because when we first go out into the galaxy it's very gung-ho like there's a point where we almost corrupt a civilization with a dog yeah, we almost yeah. There's a episode where like, um, there's like a first contact, but like the uh, impulse engines on the ship like light the atmosphere on fire and kill everybody. Jesus fucking. And Christ. like the Vulcans are like, see, they're like, you got this is this has to stop. But then it turns out that it was like the Sulaban did it, and they prove it, and it's this whole like mystery thing. It's like Star true. Trek Six. I mean, know? Star Trek is very much written from a human perspective. It has to be. Mm-hmm. There's there's obviously a lot of favoritism towards the humans yeah. as a species in the series, but they do grow and learn from the interaction with the Vulcans. Yeah, and, and they the Vulcans up- definitely grow and learn from their interaction from humans. Yeah, as much as they don't want to, and they're so proud, like they they never admit it. You know, except for later when they do. And uh, what's her name? Tapel is like, she like formalizes like all relations. She's like, humans are no longer need us. (laughs) She's like, you guys are good. We're cool. Let's do some shit together. That's cool. And that takes like a major undertaking though. And like almost the collapse of Vulcan society, which is like, is it worth it? Yeah. Right. Like, absolutely. But like, 
to some Vulcans, that's probably terrifying because, oh, here we go again, right? We're going back to this oh, yeah. time. You that's know? like the Vulcans' collective worst fear is yeah. becoming the savage Vulcans that they yep. once were. Yep. And that's got to be scary. Like, you almost nuke your planet to the ground and almost yeah. obliterate all life on it several times over. Right. And the thought that that could happen again has to be, like, earth-shatteringly scary. Vulcan-shattering. <laughs> yeah, the planet Vulcan-shattering. Yeah, the planet, not the people. Although, the nuclear bombs will shatter them as well. Well, in the J.J. universe, the planet just blows up anyway, so fuck it. Yeah, in the J.J. universe, the planet becomes a black hole, which is a thing planets can do. Remember when they just blew up Vulcan? Because J.J. was like, you know what I need to put in my movie? A blow-up planet. We gotta blow up a planet. What's the planet people will care most about? Earth? Well, I can't do that. Vulcan. We'll Vulcan. Do that. Nobody cares. Who cares? It's a mystery box. <laughs> Oh, I hate J.J. Abrams. <laughs> uh, we, yep. did, we did skip ahead and talk about the kiss and everything that happened. Oh, yeah, they kissed, yeah. But um, Tamir is, like, of course, fucking infuriated at Mistral. Yeah. But um, she does have this moment where Jack is the name of Maggie's son. Jack, yeah. He comes in and he's like, oh, you, what you doing? She's, <laughs> this, this part always kind of weirds me out a little bit. And she's like, oh, I'm meditating. And he's like, oh, yeah, like the Buddhist monks who meditate yeah. all the time. Or the Maharashis or this or that. <laughs> the fakir. Talks about the fakirs who can, yeah. like, do crazy shit. And he's like, oh, I also love, like, astronomy and other fucking nerd shit. I bet I play chess. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm also a fucking nerd, so I understand. Yeah, my whole culture, my whole race is full of nerds. <laughs> We're all nerds. I can. I want to make a character who's like a Vulcan jock. <laughs> there like, are some of those. Who's just like, you've studied at the Vulcan Science Academy? Wow, I didn't know you were a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you should have worked on your body's muscles and not just your mind. <laughs> I'm Man, going to steal your woman. <laughs> Tapon, you're such a dick now. Tapon's all brain. I bet Tapon is the skinniest Vulcan. <laughs> but um, Tamir has this weird thing with Jack, mm -hmm. which is it's a little weird. It seems like they're falling in love, which is not right. I I always and I know I know it's not supposed to like read this way. Um, I think the actor who plays Jack is is not the best, uh, and he's not like a a good like child he's not playing like enough of a child right no he's he's also supposed to be like 18 or something yeah but he's well, but so. when you're 18 like and especially 1957 if you're 18 years old like you're 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 more of a kid right like you're like not james dean you know what i mean he, like he like uh he, he hits like, on her he, he fucking this, hits like, on awkward her. like boyish crush type of thing but he's like he looks too old to be acting that way yeah it's it's very strange. He says he's well. He says what does he say? Like he, they're talking about like science and like he like she's like oh that's like interesting that you like this stuff. Like she's beginning to see the value in humans. Oh, he's like this. yeah maybe we can study see Sputnik see yeah. Sputnik together. He's like go well, somewhere I show and see it to Sputnik you. together. Yeah. And it's like S Sputnik mm. is the name of my dick. <laughs> I call it Sput Dick. Oh my god, that's too smart. That's too smart for the show. <laughs> Is it though? No. 
No. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's this accident in the coal mines at the same time, and 20 people are trapped. By the way, this is not a rare occurrence in coal mines. Yeah, this happens, like, all the time, especially in the 50s. Oh, yeah. Those 20 people would just be fucking dead if Mistral didn't go get a particle weapon. Yeah, he gets a fucking phaser or whatever. And Strawn and Tamir are like, they die, they die. <laughs> well, Tamir is like, they only live to like 60 or 70. <laughs> yeah, so what does it matter if you get to li- get, let them live a couple more fucking yeah. hours or however it, long they it's live? It's so cold. That's like cold-blooded shit right But like, there. Mistral is like, they're my friends and I'm going to help them whether you help me yeah. or not. Yep. And he says, if you try to, st- you can't try to stop me because yeah. you're not going to be able to. Not gonna, not gonna stop me. <laughs> so Tamir helps him. Yeah, she like uses the Vulcan technology to guide him through the mind. He shoots a fucking wall with a laser, and nobody sees it. And nobody even is like, "How did you do that?" No, they're just like, "Oh, Mistral, <laughs> you're the hero!" Yay! This seeming white guy named Mistral, <laughs> you're the hero with, with V-shaped eyebrows. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um. So he's like the town hero. Yeah. And nobody suspects him of being a weird fucking cold-blooded alien monster. <laughs> um, I could have, like, so they could have gone a lot of ways with this episode. Like, they could have, like, had the FBI show up, right? And be like, oh, you Russian? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's kind of, <laughs> like, where I thought, like, when I first saw the episode, I was like, oh, God, it's going to be like that, right? They're going to be... It's much smaller. It, yeah, it's, it's a lot, like... Uh, more homey, right? Like, it's more comfortable. I like it that way. Yeah. No, it's nice. I'm glad they didn't do that. But yeah. when I first saw it, I was like, oh, man, they're going to like be like blamed. Like, they're going to be like spies, right? Because it's the Cold War. That's like the standard thing to do with like time travel things. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're a Russian. You're a Russian, right. Right. But like three months pass with Mistral being the hero of town and a Vulcan ship contacts him and they're like hey we got your distress signal but it took a while because a tellerite freighter picked it up (laughs) and they're slow as shit our heroes the tellerites save the day (laughs) yep and they're like oh man yeah we finally get to leave and tamir goes to say goodbye to jack her boyfriend her underage boyfriend (laughs) and um super underage yeah she's like a hundred a hundred yeah And he's like, oh, I can't go to college. It turns out the the mines are going to swallow my soul, so I can't go to college. Yeah, they don't have the money. Like, they didn't get enough money. No, he didn't get the scholarship, because, like, it's... That's right. He goes no, to take they, a... they can't af- like, No, they can't afford the tuition. They didn't make enough. Yeah, but, but he's he gonna also get, says there's... He's a... going to get the scholarship taken away from him, because you have to reapply every year for it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um... Tamir runs to the Vulcan ship, takes a piece of Vulcan technology yep. called Velcro. <laughs> I love this. This is great. And he sells it to Big Creek Manufacturing <laughs> and Sales Company in downtown <laughs> Pittsburgh. Is it Pittsburgh or Philly? It's Pittsburgh. Man, she takes a fucking long-ass train ride if this is near Doylestown. That's like seven-hour train ride, dude. She's she is sitting on the train for a while, but like, why didn't she go to Philly? I always thought it was Philly. I guess because Velcro was invented in Pittsburgh is probably why. Is that why? 
Um, but she sells it and makes this shit ton of money and just puts it in the jar. Doesn't even tell him. She's like, I'm a mysterious benefactor. I like how she walks out with wads of 50s. <laughs> yep. That's like a billion dollars at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mistral is like, I'm not going home. Like, mm. I want to, I want to study the species. They're all my best friends now. <laughs> I'm going to find out what human vagina feels like. For sure. For sure. And Tavira's like, oh, you fucking just want to be with your bitch. Yeah. And he's and he, like, he's like, nah, there are bitches all over the planet I can learn about and study. Yeah. And she's like, well, I guess I can't make you. Yeah, she kind of, like, gives in at this point. And, like, you kind of see her, like, beginning to get it, right? And and T'Pol is the same way, like, on, on the Enterprise. Like, she's a raging awful Vulcan bitch where she's just like that's not how we do it you humans she's, are morons she is a yeah. little like Vulcan supremacist when she yeah, first shows she, up exa- which is and, yeah. a fun like dichotomy with Archer who's very humanocentric at the well, beginning he, of the series he resents them for lots of personal reasons and shit uh, but yeah so but she like eventually kind of like gives in i guess i don't know if it's giving in is the right word but she like kind of begins to like see Does she that she like starts to understand why he wants to stay here and she like allows it because of yeah. that yeah and when the actual like ship shows up to pick him up she lies and she's like oh mistral and the captain died in the crash and they we cremated their bodies yeah and Which is a lie. Strawn looks at her like, wow, you fucking lying bitch. You fucking are making me so pawn far right now. <laughs> <laughs> pawn far's coming early this seven years, Tamir. <laughs> but we flash back to the Enterprise and uh, Trip and Archer are like, what? Yeah, they're like, next thing you're going to tell me. I can't do a good, as good a trip as you. Next thing you're going to tell me. That Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon. She's like, maybe he wasn't. And he's, and he's like, like, oh, motherfucker. He's, he's like, like you're blowing my mind, you green-blooded bitch. <laughs> Damn it, lady, you're going crazy. Shazam. I hope I get to stick it in later. <laughs> but, like, they're like, that can't be real, right? She's like, you asked me to tell you a story. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, we she, got fucking punked. Captain, I think she put one over on us. <laughs> oh boy. And he takes a six gun out and he shoots in the air again. And he fucking Yeehaw. rears back on his horse. T'Pol <laughs> <laughs> goes back to her quarters. And it's a silent moment. Everything seems quiet and still. And she pulls out Tamir's 1950s Earth Purse. Which is a really nice old purse. It's yeah. got like a, uh, what's it called? Like bake light on it. It's like this like it's not bake light, but it's like this plastic they used to like make like things back then. It's like early plastic. It's got a nice it's pattern pro- on it too. It's probably worth like real lots of money in real life. Probably. I mean, now that it's been on Star Trek, they probably sold it and that it's a wrap auction oh, for like a for billion like, dollars. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but, no, I I love I love that like she like carries it with her, right? Like it's it's meaning it means something to her, and it's almost like prophetic, right? Like I when I, I I'm always like, does she really secretly like humanity? Because why would she yeah, keep the purse? She does. Right? She's like, got that 
she's got that like memory of her past. I, there might be a part of her when she started out that thought Tamir was like maybe kind of traitorous, right? For yeah, letting I, Mistral go. I just I just found out a really fucking great John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Okay, what is it? Velcro was invented in 1955 by George de Mistral. <gasps> what? No way! That's where Mistral got his name. That's incredible! I love that. That's amazing. That blew my fucking mind, dude. It blew mine too when I scrolled down. I was I like, I didn't know oh, that. Thank you, Wiki, that I always read. Oh shit, I shouldn't have told people that. <laughs> so did she like say that her name was like? Did she say my husband invented? It? You yeah, know what my I mean? husband, like, George de Mistral. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's aw. That's real. This episode is great. This, this is, is a great, great fucking episode. episode. <laughs> um. The scenes in this town were filmed in Crestline, California. Yeah, nor- like Northern California. Yeah, it's well, too beautiful for Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania kind of looks like that, but they kind of make it look like winter. But it's like super shitty in the winter here. It's not. It doesn't look like sunny like that, you know? Yeah. It's like not. There's no sun here in the winter. What a great fucking episode of Star Trek, though. Do you want to take a break and we'll come back with our final boners about it? Yeah, we'll come back and just suck its dick right off after these messages. I'm getting my lips ready. Nerf, the Vulcan EDF-25, the largest full-auto nerf blaster. Up to three darts per second. Felt fed. Rapid fire action. The Nerf Vulcan EDF-25. Each blaster and suction dart sold separately. Batteries not included. And we're back with our final thoughts about the episode. Josh, how do you feel about Enterprise Carbon Creek? I love this episode. Um, I've talked about it uh, many times. Uh, I think this episode shows you how good this show can be. And this season is generally considered not a very good season. Season 2. But I think if you if you watched it at home and you liked it, and you were iffy about Enterprise... Uh, Get on that Enterprise shit. Yeah. I, like, I had never seen all of Enterprise before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching through all of it now. I've just seen giant swaths of it. I've never seen all of it. So yeah. I'm watching through all of that bad boy now. Not just because of this episode. I was already doing that. But Where are you? What episode are you on? I think the last... I haven't watched in a while since I've been like jumping around through TOS and Deep Space yeah. Nine again. I think the last one I was yeah. on was 21? Of season two? Season one. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. started over. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's worth the journey, man. Like, it, it, it's, it is a... It is a journey, and you see where they were gonna go with it, and it's a it's a shame, it's a crime, honestly, that it didn't get to be seven seasons like they like to do. I think we would have seen a lot of really cool Romulan shit. It would have been nice to see that. Oh man, that would have been great. The thing is, like, people say Enterprise's fate was because of just the glut of Star Trek shit that was available at the time. Yeah. Like it was just overload. It's just it was a bad time for TV. TV was sort of going through like a a, a phase. Uh, There's definitely some growing pains there. Is like television yeah. in that time period was like slowly trying to become more than just like episodic. 
Yeah, like, after this, like, right during this time, you get Lost, and Lost, like, as much as, like, the first two seasons of Lost are great, and as much as that show, like, is, like, in my opinion, like, really bad <laughs> at the end, <laughs> it, it really did, like, change the way people thought of television, where these shows were huge, right? Like, that's, without Lost, you don't get, like, Game of Thrones, you don't, in, they're, in like, a, movies. In a weird way, it's, like, they did this before in the early '90s, where they did the um, miniseries. Yeah, they did like miniseries that were just movies that were broken right. up into episodes. And at some point like, in the early 2000s, they were like, "We can do this for a whole show." Right. If and the problem was like people weren't willing to pay for that. I think every episode of Lost cost like 14 million dollars, which is like absurd. That's but, insane like, for TV. But like yeah, but like now it's like whatever. <laughs> right? Like Yeah. And like now that might like, be yeah. why everybody has a streaming service now though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's why that's when you get like really good television. Um at least like half decent television where like in this period shows were were terrible. There was just shit. Do you on remember? Television. I think it was a, like around the late nineties, early two thousands. La Femme Nikita. Yeah, it was on USA like all the time. And like that show was the most ridiculous fucking show. Where like the, there were just it. terrorists that like we put a bomb in a fucking pregnant lady. <laughs> yeah, and it was just the most ridiculous shit. You know, uh, like. NBC still has shows like that on to this day. Oh yeah, no, like there's like boomer shows on still. Like, where like it's for dumb boomers like, who like love America. We watch Jeopardy. Is that it on NBC? It's on ABC. ABC. Well, what's what's the voice on? Is that ABC or NBC? Oh my god, uh, NBC I think. Yeah, so it's like after the voice goes off because my wife loves the voice. Yeah, and it's all right. I mean, I got. Does she watch The Masked Singer? <laughs> yeah, she did actually. That show, uh, <laughs> that show was like so. A, like I like that show. It's a one, fever dream dude. in one hand, but it is a fever dream, and also <laughs> like they tried so hard to make you think it was bigger stars than it actually was. Yeah, it's all D-list bullshit. Yeah, they were right? like, maybe it's uh, what's the one that really fucking made me laugh. They were like, um, maybe it's Jamie Foxx. Sure, yeah, and I it's was gonna like, be Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox. is in a movie right now. Yeah, it's Jamie not Fox Jamie Foxx. Like a Grammy and Oscar winning guy. He's not gonna be on The Masked Singer. And they were like, oh no, it's actually a football player. Yeah. Or, oh no, it's it's actually... Uh, Kim Jong- Ken Jong. I saw was on yeah. it, right? Ken Jong is like funny when he plays roles. Have you ever heard He's, of stand-up? Dude, his stand-up, I, I watched, like, like five minutes of it, and I was like, I can't with this. This It was the worst stand-up I've ever seen. Like, I've it's been to open mic great. nights that people were better, who'd never been on stage before. I was shocked. He's great at playing that character, but that character, like, stops after a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he's not like Andy Kaufman, right, where he's, like, doing it to the point where you're like, this is crazy. It's it's just it's just annoying. There was like, if you only watched five minutes into it, you didn't even get to the part where he told jokes. No, that's why I stopped because I was like, this is just him being like, oh, that guy, right? Yeah. Where he's like, I'm, I'm excited, and it's like, yeah, man, like, okay, like he doesn't like, tell a joke until 15 minutes into his stand-up special, and at that cool. point, I was like, I gotta turn this off. 
Why did they edit it? Why did they just cut that shit out of it? Because it's so funny. The girls have the same name as his wife. Oh, yeah, okay. His he, wife's oh, name is Ho. <laughs> he works... Uh, 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 yeah. He works the crowd. Is that what he does for he, 15 he, he started minutes? making a lot of jokes about how small his dick was. I feel like we're, like, ragging on Ken, Ken Jong, even though, like, I like him I like a him lot. a lot. I think he's, he's really he's, funny. He's yeah. a great host of things. He's been, like, yeah. ju- like, on a judge panel for a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's great at that. He's awesome as an actor. He's a great comedic actor. Yes. Uh, just the stand-up was bad. Yeah. It was, he said it's his first one, but it's like, I mean, it's your first one, man. You might, <laughs> you like, might not want to do your special as your first yeah, one. Yeah, you might want to, like, tour a little bit or something. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can do stand-up. That's right. That's right. It's um, so easy. Anyway, this episode, Carbon Creek. <laughs> starring Ken Jong. Starring Ken Jong as Tamir. <laughs> oh. That's where I recognized her. Uh, I really love this episode. This is my favorite episode of Enterprise I've seen so far. It's probably my favorite one. There's a couple of good... Minefield is really good. Minefield is good. I really like the one... I forget the name of it. The one where the Tellarite smuggler like yeah, kidnaps the bounty Archer. Guy. Yeah, that one's good. I really love that one because I love that Tellarites. Yeah, he's he the actor who plays that Tellarite is cool. He's in a bunch of shit too. I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, no, this this episode is one of my favorites of the entire series. It's it's a time travel episode that doesn't have time travel in it. It's cleverly done. Uh, it's a it's a breakaway episode and it's done in a clever way, right? Like. They don't have to like go anywhere and explain why they're there. They're on Earth again. It's it's a it's a nice like grounded episode. Oh yeah, and it's definitely not the type of episode that you watch where they're just on Earth or an Earth-like planet, and you're like, ah, oh, come on, be like more original, right? Because this yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. To do like let's let's tell this little untold story about Vulcans right. and humans. Right. It's really it's really well done. I, I love it, and it's it's. It feels good. It's not too ridiculous. It's not too not ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's got its jokes. It's got its little wink, wink, nod, nods. But it's not too up its own ass at all. Right, right. I love Vulcans. And this is like one of the only... There's three of them. (laughs) This is one of like the only times in Enterprise that I've seen so far where any Vulcan is portrayed in a purely positive light. Yeah. It's just Mistral. Mistral is a great character. Uh, You're you like love him. You're like this guy rules. Yeah, Mistral is great, and like you love him because at this point you've seen so much of like the bad side of Vulcans that when you finally get that Spock-like good side of Vulcans, that you're like, yeah, I love this guy. Feels good. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of you kind of expecting that with T'Pol, right? But the show throws a like a wrench in that. Like it, you don't get the Spock Vulcan. She's completely different. Which but is the dynamic, good. Which is it is good, but the di- the dynamic is there to set up. It it's really one of the more clever prequel things I've ever seen done. Like where they're like, we're gonna raise your expectations, you know what I mean? And like, but it, it, it still sets up later relationships, like with uh, Kirk and Spock, where you're like, oh, yeah. oh, there's like a tradition of like this being a thing sometimes, right? Where Vulcans are the first officer to a human and they have this relationship. But it's just slightly different with her. 
I love the parallels. The parallels yeah. are great. Like Tapal is like definitely poetry. <laughs> it, it rhymes, and hopefully it'll work. <laughs> it's like Tapal is much more of like she's got a much harder edge as a character. Yeah. She still has that sort of like Vulcan pride, that like Vulcan center of the universe ideals. Yeah, humans are dummies. She's a Vulcan. She's not a dummy, right? She's she's like. And when you look at, like, there's only three Vulcans that are really... Or four Vulcans who are really different characters from each other. Mm-hmm. And that's T'Pol, Tuvok, Spock, and Sarek. Yeah. Every other Vulcan you see is just one of those four. Usually it's just Spock yeah. again. Right. And, like, Spock is much more... Like, Tuvok's difference from Spock is that Tuvok is not the type of guy who deals with foolishness in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he shuts it down immediately. Yeah. He's, he's like, above that. He's, like, a, a, a grandfather. He's very grandfatherly. Yeah. He's very no-nonsense. Like, Spock yeah. likes wordplay. He right. likes to, like, get the dig in when somebody mm-hmm. says something against him. Like, he loves the banter he gets back and forth with Bones. Yeah. It's a game, right? It's yeah. like chess. <laughs> it's like nerd chess. It is. It's like fucking... Nerd ass, disgusting chess, virgin chess. <laughs> like, but Spock is, that's sort of his human side peeking through, right? Mm-hmm. And Sarek is like an angry dad. Yeah, he's everyone's, like, he's everyone's dad when your dad comes home and you hear him be in a bad mood before you see him. Oh, yeah. He cut, that's he, like, Sarek is fucking, like, disappointed dad, yeah. the Vulcan. Sarek's dad is like everybody's like uh, ex girlfriend's dad. <laughs> where, where you're like, oh, I don't want to. I don't think I'm going to go over there today. <laughs> He's just like stern, 100%, like already annoyed with your shit, yep, already yep. tired of it. Yep. I love Sarek. He's great, but he's great because, yeah, again, like, he he plays a role in, like, Spock's story. You're right, though. There aren't too many, like, well-thought-out Vulcans, and I think Mistral is, like, pretty pretty well done. That dude could be a Vulcan in a show. Like, I would watch that. Oh, I'd watch the hell out of that. He's a great character. I yeah. love the idea of a Vulcan who's obsessed with humans. Yeah, I, li- I would love to see, like, his life in, like, the 70s, and he's got, like, <laughs> he's got, like, a Vulcan afro to cover his ears. Does he just wear Jerry that hat forever, do you think? Maybe he gets, like, plastic surgery, right? Maybe, Maybe. he, like, is like, oh, my, I have a birth defect, and he goes and they do it. Maybe. Maybe in that the 80s explain. he gets the plastic yeah. surgery. <laughs> um... But that's the thing, like, when I wrote, I wrote, like, a character, and I was going to do, like, some stories with, like, who was a security chief. Yeah. And on board the ship he served on, there was a Vulcan medical officer who was, like, obsessed with humans. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the same way that a scientist is obsessed with, like, ant colonies. Right. Like, like they're just, like, yeah. weirdo creatures that she loves studying. Yeah. I like the idea that, like, a Vulcan can't be emotional, so they make up reasons to like like your doctor is really like into humans like in a in more of like a personal way but like mm-hmm. that's unvulcan so she has to like pretend it's oh yeah that was right? exactly like, it yeah yeah and like that's sort of the thing that i love about Sarek 
especially is like he obviously loves human women. Like he has a thing for human yeah. women. He also he always, lives his entire life on Earth. He's there all the fucking time. And he just talks <laughs> about like it's logical. He found a certain logic in their pairing. That's his only reason. Right, which is He like, won't go into it any deeper. Which is, like, both of the biggest cop-out ever, but also the biggest compliment for a Vulcan. Yeah. If a Vulcan says you're logical, you're, you're in, dude. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I love Vulcans. They're my favorite. I love how different Vulcans are from humans, but how, like, deep down we're the exact same. Yeah, we just arrived at who we are at different paths, very different paths. Yeah, the the paths at this point in Star Trek history are very diverged, and it takes a while to get back on the same kind of pathway where we're like working together, and we can see the benefit. I love it. I I love the Vulcan human uh, relationship. I think it's very uh, humanistic. It's very. Uh, complimentary to both things. Oh, yeah. You know, it's oh, yeah. it's not the one is better, this one's worse, you know. We become like best friends forever with Vulcans at a certain point. Yeah. Like, you see it in all the other Star Trek series where there's usually Vulcans working with humans, but you don't see Andorians or Tellarites very much. Right. If I'm gonna like extrapolate why that is, it's because, hey, Vulcans are our best friends, dude. <laughs> Like, you're invited over, too, but... It could be because their ears are cheaper, but it also could... Uh, that's true. I like, I like yours. I, I, I subscribe to They're unbelievably cheaper to make than yeah. Andorians and Tellarites. Yeah, it's way cheaper. But also, I, I like that idea that, like... I mean, you see an Enterprise that Andorians and humans also share a common understanding. Oh, yeah. Humans are sort of the glue, right? We, we tend to... In, in in Star Trek universe, like we're sort of the like uh, guild leader, right? Like we kind of get everyone together and we say like, "All right, we're gonna go do this," and everyone else is sort of like, "Well, I don't like this guy. Well, I don't like this guy." We're the but, yeah, we're the Lion-O of the Thundercats. Yeah, right. We're not the best at anything, but without right. us, there's no leader. That's, there's no cohesion it. to the team. Yeah, but I like that. And, and you're right. Like you'll see later on that. Like I think Vulcans and humans like sort of. Uh, owe each other a lot for various reasons, and oh, it's, for sure. it's a it's a cool, it's a very like uh, England America, well, what used to be England and America relationship. Yeah, or, not anymore so much. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, I still like England, so yeah, I don't I like know. England. <laughs> a lot of Americans don't because yeah, they're I, whatever. Yeah. I I like them. I'm, I want to be fr- their friends again. I love those guys. I want to be friends with everybody on Earth, honestly. Yeah. It'd be great if exactly. we could do that. Just make the fucking Earth gov. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Yep. yep. People were terrified of that, though. The idea that we're going to be one government. I don't that's know why. Scary. Yeah. I, I guess, like, I'd be terrified if that one government was, like, a horrible totalitarian well, regime. If it was, like, China. If it was, like, China, that would be bad, right? But if it's, like... If it know, was, like, like, America, that would be bad. Well, if it was, like, <laughs> America now, it would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> but if it was, like, uh, we had, like, a Bill of Rights that was, like, more than the Bill of Rights that we have. Also, the Bill of Rights that we have is being ignored as... Yeah, anyway, that's all. just ignore whatever. Welcome to our politics podcast. <laughs> So at the end of the day, Carbon Creek is an exemplary episode of Enterprise. It's probably not the best introduction since the whole cast isn't in it. 
Yeah, but it's also good because, like, Hoshi's on. <laughs> I don't mind looking at Hoshi. <laughs> Hoshi's character is, like... <laughs> She's like everybody else on the ship who isn't who is not one of the three characters in this episode. They just exist. Yeah. Anyway, she she they play up her like she's afraid of stuff. Like she's like the like a kid, right? Like she doesn't she's unsure of herself. And I don't like that in in a I don't like that in women. And I don't like that in characters so much because, I like, I really don't like that in a Starfleet officer. Yeah, like, like whether she, or not she's an ensign or not, she's a Starfleet officer. Right. You have to go through certain things to, you know what I mean. You have to be competent a little bit. Yeah. It it doesn't make much sense, but I mean, yeah. you know. it is what it is. The show's been over for ages. She's very pretty. She is beautiful. She's a very beautiful lady. Um. Watch Carbon Creek if you haven't. I don't know why you'd listen to this like a two-hour-long podcast, eight-hour-long podcast. <laughs> however, no. however many pieces of this shit we put together to make a podcast. Uh, little full disclosure: we had a lot of problems making this. <laughs> yeah, like the servers were talking to each other on disconnected. The fucking like audacity stopped working. Yeah. Yep. It sucks a dick, but we're we're putting up with it for you guys. We did it. We made it. Let's get out of here before it stops. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. You can Do shoot it. us an email at mclasspodcast at gmail dot com, and you can follow us with your money mm-hmm. on Patreon dot com slash mclasspodcast. Vote with your paper money that the Vulcans don't know about. You don't tell the Vulcans. <laughs> don't tell Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you like next your, time. <laughs> is that like your game? Like your childhood rainy like, day yeah, game? Don't tell daddy the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, that's, that's don't game. tell Vulcan. <laughs> that's a weird name for it. I don't like that I don't name. like that name at all. Don't yeah. tell daddy. It's like very, especially with the current state of porn. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> Uh, completely dodging that. We'll be back next week with more M-Class Podcast. Bye, Daddy. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Bye-bye. I'm mentally ill.